Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Praise the Lord, everyone. All right. <laughs> let's stand to your feet. I want to uh, open up with prayer. Uh, I want to pray for the Father specifically, but I want to pray for everyone. The Lord just placed it on my heart to uh, pray. Um, Father's Day is Happy Father's Day, first of all. But it may be a difficult time for some people, and so we have to keep that in mind. Um, but even in our seasonal things that we do, like Father's Day and Mother's Day and Fourth of July, um, people may be still suffering and um, you may have a need that <laughs> supersedes the holiday uh, or the particular event that is going on. And so God wants to meet your need today, uh, just like he wants to meet your need every day. So he prays from my heart to just open this up in prayer. We really just pray just to, uh, for you to get that need that you have on your mind, um, whether it be healing, whether it be restoration, a family or a friend, or salvation for a family or a friend. Um, it is Father's Day, whether you're desiring to be a father, whether you've lost a father. Um, God wants to meet your need. Uh, so get the need on your heart and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We love you. You are a good, good father. And you love us so much. And you love us so much that even on today, which is Father's Day, you want to meet our needs. Um, you don't want this moment to go by without you answering prayer, without you touching our hearts, without you, without you knowing. You want us to know that you know what is on our heart and that you can fulfill that. You can heal us. You can deliver us. You can set us free. You can comfort the pain. You can allow us to overcome the circumstance or situation that we face. Um, that mountain, you can bring down. That valley that may be low, you can bring us up. Lord, we know and have faith that you will meet our need. So whatever that need is that's on your heart on today, Lord, we just submit it to you, knowing that you will answer that prayer, whatever that request is, that need is. That thing that may be tucked away that we haven't spoken out loud. We haven't even said it, said anything to anyone about, but it's on our heart. And you know it. And so you're wanting to meet that need. You're wanting to, to, to do that very thing that you said, that we said was impossible to be done. That had died that you've given up on, you've thrown in the towel on that particular situation, and you said, it's not going to happen, it's too late for me. God says, I want to meet that need. And he will do that. And even in this moment, you may say, Lord, I don't want to give you that because I don't want to get my hope up yet again to be disappointed. And God knows and hears that very thing. And he said, he's going to meet your need. He's going to answer your prayer. So this Father's Day will be the marker that you will remember. This was the day that God answered my prayer and began to set in motion the things that needed to be in place 
for him to meet exactly what's on your heart. So we thank you. We honor you. We, re- we remember Father's Day 2019 as the day that you met a specific need that was on our heart. And we look forward to the testimonies that would come out or from this day. We just thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We just submit it to you, Lord God. We trust you, you alone. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God is good. He's going to meet needs, y'all. <laughs> and please let us hear the testimonies. Tell Pastor whatever it is. It might He might answer it later today. He might answer it next week. It might come forth. But whenever, remember today was the day that he set it in motion. And uh, we believe, God, that he's going to do just that thing that you have on your heart. So thank you guys for having me. Uh, thank you, Pastor Taylor, for having me preach again on Father's Day. It is a privilege and an honor, and I don't take it lightly. I will be remiss if I did not say that um, today is also my wife's birthday. So, so I don't get a break whatsoever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she treats me well. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so happy birthday. And, uh, and happy Father's Day to you fathers as well. And fathers to be and uh, fathers that hope to be and have not yet but will yet appear. <laughs> and God will bless you. Um, but, yeah, so today we're going to um, – Talk about God, our Father is our topic, and um, I was torn all this week. I wanted to speak on something else, and um, well, I have a, I'll have another opportunity to speak on fear and us overcoming fear. Uh, but since it's Father's Day, Father's Day, we're going to um, talk about God, our Father, and what that means, and how that we're going to unpack fatherhood a little bit. But the youth did a letter to their fathers. And it was very touching. So um, youth leader Aaron gave me these letters from some of the youth. And um, I'm going to read portions of some of them now. you got to guess who the child. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to guess now. (laughs) But some of them were really nice. They were really good. You know, sometimes you think kids don't get it, and they're, they're paying attention. You know, these letters know. Let, let us know that they are paying attention. They see and um, recognize what you as fathers and parents in general are doing for them and sacrificing for them. So I'm going to read a portion of this. It says, Dear Dad, the love and care that you have for your family is shown every day through each and every one of your actions. The sacrifices you make for us are testaments of God's love shining through you. The example you set for your kids through loving mom, solving conflict without anger, serving others through your actions are examples that will carry on through all your children. I'm not going to read the rest, but that was just really sweet. And that was to uh, Don Dobler from Lily. And I'll give this to him later. <laughs> uh, this one was Happy Father's Day. I hope that by this time it has been a good day, good work week. Thanks for all that you've done for us and for our family. Thanks for loving each and every one of us. Thanks for always supporting me. I know that you've had to make sacrifices for us and our family 
in your life. Thank you always. That was from Joshua. Howard. <laughs> um, it says, thank you for being such a good father. Uh, the trip to Niagara Falls was so fun. <laughs> thank you for being so encouraging and awesome. And there's some other stuff here, but this is from David Dover to Don. And it says, what is a dad? I like to think of my dad as a superhero, one who fights off all the monsters under the bed. One, when you fall, he'll be there to pick you up. But I like a dad who jokes around with you as well. <laughs> I like a dad. I like a dad you take that would take you on daddy-daughter dates. As for me and my dad, we do the three Ds, daddy-daughter dates, every once in a while. So my superhero is my dad. And this is from Jaya. I think that's it. So, yeah, so I'll give these to the dads after service. But so what does it mean to be a father? And that's such an intimate term, such a um, you don't use that with everyone. You know, it's like when I'm in a, in the mall, I remember you, you as a father, you know, your kids, you know, you can say somebody can say daddy or, or father and you know your kid's voice. There's some spiritual connotations to that as well. <laughs> um but what does it mean to be a father? And what does it mean for God to be our father? And what does it mean that he wants to be called father, the almighty God? Let's just take this into consideration that God, being all-powerful, uh, all-knowing, wants to be our father. The all-powerful, all-knowing God says, even with all my power and all my strength, I still want an intimate relationship with you so that you will call me father. That's good, right? <laughs> it's just like if Bill Gates came by and said, hey, you can call me dad, you know, I was like, oh, Bill, come on. Hey, there's some privileges with Bill Gates, I'm sure, saying, hey, call me dad or call me father. Uh, but God, who is more powerful and has everything, says that to us. So how much more should we be excited about him wanting us to do that? Um, many meanings to the word father. Father describes one who passes on life or who creates or who originates or founds something. For example, Louis Jordan is considered the father of R&B <laughs> and is known for songs like Ain't Nobody Here But Us Chickens, Choo Choo Chaboogie. Baby, it's cold outside, and is you is you is or is you ain't. I try to take it back because I did a, a connotation earlier uh, this month or a couple weeks ago. That I don't think you guys got as an R&B connotation. So I did an older guy, <laughs> the founder of R&B. I had to know my audience who I was talking to. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, Louis Jordan is supposed to be the father of R&B. He's back in, I think, 57 or something, this photo started. Yeah, anyway, I digress. So Abraham is also called the father of the faithful since the promises of eternal life through faith originated in him, originated in him which you can find in Romans 4 and 16. So God reveals to us that uh, he is the father of Israel and Abraham. Family has grown through Isaac and Jacob, God 
refers to Israel as his firstborn. And you find that in Exodus 4 and 22, meaning he is the one who gave these former slaves life and identity as an action, calling them his own. So he is the father. He was their father. He originated them. So as a father, as God our father, there's some characteristics of things that he comes with. Um, and we're going to, I have a top 10 list. And I, you know, I submitted this yesterday. And I always go back and do re- more research and more reading. And I probably came up with 10 more. And I was like, oh, my God, we're not going to do all these. But um, <laughs> we're going to stick with the 10 that I have. And we're going to touch on some of the other ones uh, at, towards the end. But so what does our Father God brings? Or what does he show us as earthly fathers, what that means? So our Father, go, our father knows our worth. So we look at Matthew, so that's number 10. That's the countdown. So we're going to go 10, 9, 8, work our way down. Matthew 6, 26 says, look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you not, and are you not much more valuable than they? This is Matthew 6, 26. So God, our Father, knows our worth. He knows that you're valuable. He knows that you're worth more than the birds of the air, and he clothes and feeds them. And so he's going to do exactly that to you. So he knows that you have value and you have worth. Number nine, our Father looks after us. So if we look at Matthew 18, 12 through 14, it says, What do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away? Will he not leave the 99 on the hill and go look after, look for the one that wandered away? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. So our father is like a shepherd looking after his sheep. He is looking after us. And that's comforting to know that in all that I have going on in in my life and in in our lives in general, that God is looking after us and is concerned about our everyday life. And if we wander off the path, it's good to know that he's going to come looking for us and try to redirect us, whether it be through discipline (laughs) or love, which is discipline, uh, to get us back on track. Uh, So number nine, our father looks after us. Number eight, our father gives us time to get it right. So look at Luke 6, 35 through 36. It says, but love your enemies, do good to them and leave them without expecting to get in and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. So our father gives us chances to get it right. He is merciful towards us. He just doesn't, he's just not a a one time or three strikes you out kind of God, you know, amen. (laughs) Ain't it so? (laughs) I need more than three strikes. (laughs) Um, But he is merciful and long suffering and he loves us and gives us chance 
at the chance to get it right. So our Father gives us time to get it right. Our Father knows our potential. That's number seven. We look in Luke 12, 32. It says, do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. So we look at that verse because you may say, how does that, what does it have to say about potential? Well, in the beginning of the verse, it says, don't be afraid, little flock. And so that's like speaking to us. And he knows that where we are, we may be afraid and we may be small. But he is pleased and knows that he is willing to give his kingdom over to us because he is not concerned about where we are. He knows where we will be. and He knows the potential that we have. And so that's why it pleases him to give the kingdom to us. Because he doesn't see you where you are. He sees us where you will be. He sees you covered in the blood. And so that is why he can be rest assured. I'm willing to give the kingdom over to you. He sees your potential. He knows our worth. And and in that verse as well, he has given us an inheritance, which is his kingdom. Our father knows our potential. Our father knows us well, better than we know ourselves. And our father has given us an inheritance. That's number seven. Number six, our Father has a place for us and is prepared for our future. Let's look at John 14, 1 through 2, and it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. So Jesus is going to prepare a place for within the father's house and he has made room for us there and in an expected time will come where we'll be able to partake in that i often think about when i read this and i think about sometimes um my daughter she's not in here good (laughs) she's not the most clean cleanliest person in the world uh my son is totally they're like night and day you can go in my son's room and everything is going to be neat and organized and put away. He's almost excessive like his mother sometimes. And then <laughs> my daughter can be like me. I'm a little messy. Not like my daughter, though. So <laughs> her room is it's like a hurricane go through it every day. So anyway, I often uh, kind of get on her and say, hey, you need to clean your room up. And, I, and Dietrich sometimes says, you're always really rough on her about cleaning her room. And I often say, I don't see what she's doing now as the issue. I see when she's in college and her college roommate has to put up with all that trash or junk that she has in her room. That's what I'm thinking about. And so when I'm getting on her, I'm not thinking about the moment. I'm thinking about someone's little child is going to complain that my daughter is junky, and then they're going to blame me and say that I raised a junky daughter. I can't have that happen. <laughs> so now... <laughs> So we're going to rectify this now. We're going to get it together now. And so sometimes, and and so even in that, God reminded me. So he says, you know, just like it may be a small issue that you may see and, you know, I want to correct in you. And you may, and I may say, well, gosh, God, you know, you're being a little bit rough. It's just a small thing. And God says, I don't just see it at this moment. I see where it can lead. And I'm concerned about where it can lead. And so that's why now we, we need to fix this now. And I was like, oh, God, thank you. Okay. I get the message. So even as in being a father, uh, he is speaking to me in that moment and say, hey, there's some things in you that I want to address 
that you may think is small, but I see where it can lead, and we need to address it. I say, okay, God, you're right. But my daughter still needs to clean her room. She's working on it. (laughs) But our Father has a place for us and has prepared for us, a place for us that he's prepared for in the future. And he knows where we are and where we're going, and he's prepared for that place. And we can rest assured that it will be great when we get there. That was number six. Our Father has a place for us. Uh, Number five, our Father encourages our faith. Our Father has made sacrifice. Our Father has sacrificed for us. Look at John sixteen twenty-seven. It says, No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. So that encourages our faith because he knows that we believe in Jesus, and so he loves us for that. And that is encouraging our faith to say, Hey, he loves me because I believe in Jesus, and my faith is encouraged that he will continue to love me the more I believe. And that, and that encourages my faith. My faith, And in that also, I see the sacrifice that he's made because he sacrificed his son for me, which is a great sacrifice. And I am appreciative of that. And so our father has made great sacrifices for us, his children. Our father has given us his name. Um, that's number four. It says um, in Romans eight fifteen and 16, it says, For ye did not receive the spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And that is, I mean, I get so moved by that just because, you know, it's one thing, you know, you have your own children, but to choose me, to adopt me as your son, meaning that you chose me and you want me to be in your family. And that is such a privilege when someone wants you to be in your their family. Um, I was looking at some YouTube videos about fathers and children writing letters to uh, their stepdads or to ask for ask to be adopted. And I cry at them all the time. I'm just like, God, oh. it's so touching. That, you know, it's not, I'm sure they have their own children, but for your child to say, yeah, I want to be adopted. But then even for the father, um, and I, I'm sure in their hearts, they treated them like they were their kids from the beginning. And that's what made those children want to be adopted by their dads is because they were they were always their kids. They were, there was never a difference. There were never a stepchild or, you know, your dad is over here. I'm not going to treat you like you're my own. I have my own kids, but no, I'm going to treat you. I'm going to graft you into my family and call you my own. And that's what God, our father has done. God reveals through the new Testament that we can have, he can have warm, affectionate, personal relationship with him. And we called him Abba father. We are children in God's eyes and enjoy the special connection. The love only a father and his children can enjoy. We're not just servants having a master, but sons and daughters having a father. Number three, our father provides for us when we ask. Matthew 7, 9 through 11 says, Which of you, if his sons ask for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, would give him a snake? If you then, through you, though you are evil, 
know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So God our Father provides when we ask him. Just like we prayed earlier when we have those things on our heart and we're asking God to meet that need. He already knows and he will meet that need. He will provide for us. And even he, he knows before we even ask, you know, that's what the word says. He already knows and he is willing to meet that need. And there's such a special relationship when, you know, my kids ask for something. It is my desire to meet that need to do that, which they ask. Um, and so how much more does our heavenly father want to do what we ask and want to meet our need? want to heal us, want to deliver us, want to um, restore us when we ask. So ask and let him meet our need because he wants to provide for us. Number two, our Father loves us greatly. First John 3, 1, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. We are his children, and he loves us. And with that love comes such comfort, such security, such grace. Um, You know, there's a lot in God's love for us that he wants to lavish us. It covers our sin. It So much is in that love, and he lavishes that on us, and he wants us to be that as, as well. He's calling us deep, deeper still to love, love, love. Number one, our father is faithful. Even when we are not and welcomes us back with open arms. Luke 15 and 17 is about the prodigal son. And it says, when he came to his senses, he said, I will set out and go back to my father. It is good to know that no matter where I go, that God, my father, is there with open arms, ready to welcome me back. He's always there, always faithful, never given up on us. And so we can be assured, we can rest assured in that promise that he's faithful even when I'm not faithful. And he will see us through even when I've gone astray. He will be there with open arms. Also, so that was number one. That was the final one. But there's some other ones. He gives us life. He loves us. We talked about he rewards our efforts in Hebrew eleven six. He communicates with us through his word. God, our father, communicates through us to us with his uh, through his word. He corrects us lovingly, Hebrews 12, 3 and 11. And most important, he will grant us the ultimate gift of life, eternal life in his kingdom through his grace. If we repent of our sins and obey his commandments. So if you are desiring to be a father, soon to be a father, hope to be a father, uh, Let's look to God, our Father, as the ultimate example and glean from 
who he is, what we should be in the earth as fathers. Showing the love, the grace, the mercy. And even when we don't deserve it, or our kids may not deserve it, uh, finding that opportunity to show grace and say, you know, God has given me much grace, and I'm going to extend that grace to you as well. Um, so that's all I have. And let me, I took this from the thing of here because I love that. Um, love so undeniable, I can hardly speak. Peace so unexplainable, I can hardly think. As he called me deeper still, as he calls me deeper still, as he calls me deeper still into love, love, love. He's a good, good father, and I'm loved by him. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this time to be in your word, to learn from you as a God our Father, and that we as earthly fathers can glean and be more like you in the earth. We thank you for blessing us and keeping us and covering us in your blood. We just honor you and we bless you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.